1: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. We have uh, a lot to get to, including uh, Nikki Haley. Her candidacy, uh, MAGA RNC has released an ad showing uh, well, what, what Nikki Haley is, and that is a uh, rhino. Also, Chrissy Clark, reporter for the Daily Caller, is going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the uh, day's events. And there are plenty of things to uh, talk about. I do want to mention this. Um, you know, I'm a Generation Xer. I'm a kid who grew up with Farrah Fawcett and Cheryl Teagues on his uh, on his uh, wall, uh, along with uh, Star Wars and a sundry uh, Elvis uh, memorabilia. And Raquel Welch was a little before my time, but she has uh, well, most of her. Well, I remember as a kid seeing her and going, "Oh my God, wow, who's this?" Uh, Raquel Welch passed away, and uh, she was 82 years old. And the reason why I bring this up is because that I know a lot of men uh you know uh who Vietnam era men who probably kept that uh, that poster of raquel Welch where she was wearing the buckskin bikini you know um, near them when they were overseas uh, I know that uh, there was a time when uh, you know when women were a little more demure and didn't have uh, uh, didn't have uh, porn pages you know uh and and she was uh, she was something else she was a bombshell. And I know that uh, for a lot of guys um, who in uh, Vietnam era uh, folks, guys probably in their 70s now and 80s now, uh, looked at her as uh, uh, just the ultimate reminder of, uh, of beauty. Uh, and uh, and she was just hot. She was just amazing. Uh, and it's it's sad to see uh, somebody like this when they passed away because it meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, she kind of left Hollywood behind in the '70s. I think she was. Wasn't she in? I think she was in uh, Grumpy Old Men. I think might have been one of the last uh, roles she was in. But uh, Raquel Welch was. Uh, was 82 years old. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's move on here. I just got a new uh, poll with regard to the presidential race for 2024, and it's, it's underway. And I'm not trying to steer anybody toward anybody, but I'll tell you right now, one of the reasons why I, uh, I am right now uh, and don't plan on changing uh, voting for Donald Trump and supporting Donald Trump is because he was the president, he did a great job, uh, and I believe he has a lot more to do. And there's also a reason why all of the establishment media, big social media, and the deep state are trying to kill Donald Trump. They have been for seven years. And the reason being is because he's changing Washington. I'm also going to tell you right now that any candidate who tries to run right now had better not go back to the old lines of, we're going to change Washington, and we're going to do this, and we're going to fix that. Uh, None of that matters, because right now, all that really matters, uh, particularly to Trump voters, is getting to the bottom of all the crap going on in Washington, D.C. People are very angry about what's happening in Washington, D.C. They're tired of being led, misled. They're tired of being spent into oblivion. They're tired of an open southern border. They are tired of this uh, this war with Ukraine, this war with Russia, where uh, billions and billion hundred billion $100 billion of our money is going over there while you're feasting on crumbs, while you're having a shop at Walmart. When you can't afford Walmart, you go to, go to Dollar General. So any candidate who comes along, like Nikki Haley, and just goes to the old talking points of, we're going to fix this and we're going to fix that, it isn't going to make any difference because Donald Trump changed the party. Donald Trump returned the party to the hands of the people. Donald Trump was responsive to what the people wanted, and he did what they asked when he got to Washington, D.C. That's why people love him. That's why anybody who voted for Donald Trump, by and large, is going to vote for him again. Also, here's another thing about Donald Trump. He went to Washington, D.C., and he said he was going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Now, posers like Mitt Romney, who's a despicable human being, and his ilk and the Bushes, and I could go on and on, for years talked about, uh, you know, uh, abortion and never did a thing about Roe v. Wade. Donald Trump said, I'm going to change the makeup of the Supreme Court, and we're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And Donald Trump was... Uh, uh, in the media, uh, figuratively assassinated by uh, by the media, by big tech, they all collaborated with one another, and lo and behold, Roe v. Wade was overturned, and all of the panic of the last fifty years went by the wayside. All of the supposed uh, millions of back alley abortions, all of the women dying for botched abortions, never came true because all of that was just propaganda. But Donald Trump got it done. So I'm going to credit him for that. I'm going to credit just for that, among the other things. He did that when all of the others said they, they paid lip service to it. And by the way, I also don't believe the 2020 election was fair in any way, shape, or form. And we're discovering that more and more the FBI was involved in throwing it. And when you hear some of the statistics with regard to Hunter Biden's laptop, Like, 70% of Democrat voters who voted for Joe Biden, it would it changed their vote? It makes me realize, and I think a lot of Trump voters think that he has a lot of work yet to do. Now, Nikki Haley, uh, she made a little swipe at his age and said we need a new generation of leaders. This has nothing to do with chronology. This has to do with getting things done. This and here's a little bit of her ad. This is Nikki Haley, and she's been playing up a little bit on the race thing, by the way.
3: The railroad tracks divided the town by race. I was the proud daughter of Indian immigrants, not black, not white. I was different, but my mom would always say your job is not to focus on the differences, but the similarities. And my parents reminded me and my siblings every day how blessed we were to live in America.
2: See, I don't like the identity politics in any way, shape, or form if it comes from a Republican or not. And I'm from the first generation that really, I mean, honestly, we had kind of moved beyond uh, race. Uh, you know, I grew up watching Sesame Street, multicultural, uh, great American melting pot. Uh, I never looked twice at, at people of a different color, didn't care, really, to be quite honest. And so that that was an immediate turnoff uh, for me. That was one thing that I was like, hey, you no, know, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, there's an organization called uh, uh, Trump War Room, MAGA, MAGA RNC, I guess it is. And, uh, and uh, I'll tell you right now, I think... I think that Nikki Haley's candidacy is over before it began. And I think the big rally that she had in South Carolina would probably be the biggest one that she's going to have. Uh, A, because right now in South Carolina, 35% of Republicans said they would vote for Donald Trump. Second place is Ron DeSantis at 21 and Nikki Haley's at 16%. 16% of people who are most probably from South Carolina and if we're outside of South Carolina I doubt so many would uh, would vote for her but here is what uh, MAGA RNC has to say about Nikki Haley and when you get past the surface you realize she's just another RNC uh, insider uh, another kind of uh, semi-country club blue blood Republican and it's not what uh, American needs
3: Nikki Haley making it official. She
4: will have to directly challenge
2: Donald Trump himself.
3: Donald Trump can't beat Hillary Clinton. His negatives are so high. His his cap is at thirty. That is
2: Nikki Haley in twenty fifteen.
3: Five percent. It is impossible for him to win a general. Donald Trump is everything I taught my children not to do in kindergarten. It's just an embarrassment to the Republican Party. A man who has. Filed for bankruptcy four times. Yeah,
2: he used bankruptcy actually as a tool. A lot of business people do. Obama's address took a number of jabs at the rhetoric of Donald Trump. And then many were surprised when the Republican response did the same.
3: Nikki Haley, in her response to the State of the Union address, saying Republicans should resist, quote, the siren call of the angriest voices. We must resist that temptation. She confirmed. She was referring to you, among others. There are a lot of questions that Donald Trump hasn't answered. It is amazing. I'm an accountant. You could be undergoing an audit. There's no reason he can't release last year's tax returns. Nikki Haley is now coming out, criticizing her former boss, telling Politico in an extensive new piece, quote, I don't think he's going to be in the picture. I don't think he can.
2: Now, Nikki Haley went on to say in, uh, in interviews that after Donald Trump was the president, if he decided to run again, she'd support him. And now she's saying, I don't think so. Uh, the feeling that I'm getting from other people uh, with regard to uh, people who been in politics and people in the media is that a lot of people are basically, um, this is about 2028. Uh, or, or the vice presidency. Um, and I got to tell you, there are sometimes you have to look at uh, potential candidates and say, you know, I think you're wasting your money. I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong on this, but I don't think that the American people are going to go back to the same old, same old, the same old wheelhouse of the Republican Party, the same old wheelhouse of the Democrat Party. They want somebody who's going to go back to Washington, D.C. and get to the bottom of all of this crap and reinvent Washington, D.C. and give it back to the people. Let's go to Rawls, Santa Cruz. Raw, welcome to The Rob Carson Show. You say you're going to support uh, Nikki Haley over Trump?
4: Rob, let me clarify that. Yes. Um, do you remember a very a charismatic um, person that was running in Arizona, and she got up on stage and she said, if, you're, if you support um, John, John McCann, uh, leave, leave right now. Do you remember who that was?
2: I'm not sure who you're talking about.
4: In Arizona, there was someone running, and she got up okay. in front of okay. – Who, who, who um, was it? Go ahead. I I, I, don't, I can't remember her name, but I remember she lost. Was it Carrie Lake? Race.
2: Was it Carrie Lake?
4: Carrie Lake. It was Carrie, Lake. It was Carrie oh, Lake. Okay. So what I'm saying is, right now, if you play divisive politics with the Republican Party, slice and dice, and divide people up against the conservatives up against each other by by um by finding by fault finding each one, this one's a rhino. This one's this. This one's that. You will not have enough votes to win in 24, and that's your goal. You want to win presidency in 2024, okay. but you don't want it. You don't want to do it by sabotaging. Well,
2: I'm not. I, I don't. I don't think I'm sabotaging anybody by telling the truth about a candidate and what I think the people want. Um, uh, you know, I, I think it's ultimately going to be up to those who go to uh, the primary and decide who the candidate is going to be. I personally, when I look at her record and I hear what she said, I'm going to call her out for it. And I got to tell you, sure. I, I think. I think that that there are people in the Republican Party. Uh, there are people who are Trump supporters, uh, who are who who are uh, willing to blow up the whole damn thing unless the Republican Party starts listening. We saw this echoed with regard to Kevin McCarthy's uh, leadership position in the House. Uh, the people said, you cannot do like what they did in the Senate with Mitch McConnell. It's not going to be that way. It's not going to be a rubber stamp Bob, anymore. Go ahead. go I ahead.
4: Say, okay, okay. What I'm saying here is, brother, we've got to circle the wagon. I, I, understand. That. And, I understand. And Charles Friedman had a great argument. He, yeah. he brought this up repeatedly. He was the talk show host on KSCO. He said, Mm-hmm. One of the, one of, and i'm and you got to bear in mind I'm a huge trump fan sure but, but Friedman said donald Trump's biggest weakness is he's fantastic with his base, his base is absolutely um dedicated to him, but he ha- his weakness is recruiting new people that are not part of his base, and that yeah. is where the challenge is going to lie is to get new voters he did he doesn't have enough to just win. As is by the people that are fans like you and me, uh, he's got to go out and sell himself to the people who've been convinced by the fake news media uh, about all these you know fake crimes and Russia collusion, all the crap yeah, that I've yeah. listened to for for 16 years now.
2: Well, uh, Rol, I, I and, do appreciate I do appreciate your uh, your call and I do appreciate your thoughts. I know that uh, wasn't it uh, Ronald Reagan who said, uh, uh, "Thou shalt not what uh, uh, I don't know." Uh, I can't remember what he said about it. don't 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 go after conservatives. Don't you know if you're if you're a Republican, don't go after Republicans. Well, you know I understand that, but at the same time, if I see a Rhino attempting to gain some sort of uh, cred and and be the candidate, I'm gonna I'm gonna criticize him. But I do appreciate wow. your phone call. I, what, uh, one last thing. One last thing. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. What,
4: what, what what's the solution? How how can Donald Trump win more votes and, win, well, and convert more people?
2: What, well, Nikki. Nikki Haley said he couldn't do it in 2015, and he did. So I'm venturing to say that uh, when Donald Trump is the candidate, he'll win, and he can win. Because he will be the chosen candidate, and people will get behind them. But listen, i got to run. Roll, I appreciate your phone call. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
1: What you do in your bedroom is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's The Rob Carson Show.
2: What I was thinking about is Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment. And it really wasn't his, by the way. Ronald Reagan uh, echoed it. It was originally created by uh, Gaylord Parkinson, state chairman of California Republicans in the 60s. He said, uh, thou shalt not speak ill of another Republican. Uh, I'm not going to do that because the Republican Party, as it had uh, become the latest iteration of the uh, Republican Party, uh, is more of the same old, same old. So as far as that is concerned, I don't, uh, I don't care. I'm going to go after Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is a rhino. Uh, I'm going to go after uh, other rhinos, uh, including Larry Hogan, the uh, former governor of the state of Maryland. I'm not going to. I will do everything I can to defeat his uh, whatever candidacy. He doesn't have a chance of winning, I'll tell you that right now. But I'm just saying, uh, uh, I believe that, uh, that Donald Trump changed the Republican Party. He did. He changed the Republican Party. Now, you have to admit that Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. That's the old Republican Party. That isn't going to win. There's only one reason that Mitch McConnell is a minority leader of the Senate. It's because there are a lot of people in the Republican Party who are scared bleepless of Mitch McConnell. Fortunately, there were 20 Republicans who said to Kevin McCarthy, you go down that road, we're not going to vote for you. And they had him, he had to say, I am going to uh, govern, I am going to lead as a conservative. And thus far, I think he's done a pretty good job of it. I think he's done a pretty good job of it. Oh, Don Lemon stepped in it this morning. It was kind of funny. Don Lemon decided to, uh, even as, you know, there are some things you just kind of maybe ought to just shut up, you know. And he started talking about uh, Nikki Haley being 51 years old. And uh, and basically insinuating that she might be past her prime. This after a man who's 80 years old, who has dementia, uh, presides in the White House right now. Here is uh, here is Don Lemon opening his big foul mouth and then uh, realizing uh, he really stepped in it. He
5: said 75 and up, so that would include Trump. Elder statesman here.
6: This all talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that... I think it's the wrong road to go down.
2: Don Lemon's my age, by the way.
6: She says people, you know, politicians are... Mid-50s. Something and not in their prime. Nikki Haley is in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you talking- not- What
2: did he... I, oh, boy, this is good. Oh, man, this is really, really, really... Let's hear that again. This is fantastic.
6: Uncomfortable. I think that... I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry, when a woman is considered to be in her prime, in her twenties and thirties and maybe forties. What are you that's talking about? that's not according to me. Prime for what? I, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. Say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and. 40s. Oh, well, you Google it. You know,
2: I'm going to go tell my wife that and see where I sleep tonight. Forties. I don't necessarily.
6: Forties. Oh, I got i I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that. We, Wait, there
2: is no getting
6: any way out of this, Don. You know, politicians aren't in their prime. I need to
3: qualify. Day. Are you talking about prime I mean, for, like, child to, Or are you talking oh. about prime, about
6: prime just say for being what president? What the facts are, Google it. Everybody at home, when is it work? Well, the facts are, just Google it. <laughs> ...in her prime. it says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying oh. that politicians are not in their prime. And they need to be in their oh, prime. Oh, I agree with that. ...prime when they serve, because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to...
2: Google? You know, Google or whatever it is. According to Google. Oh, my God. That is fantastic. Oh, that is fantastic. Uh, can I just tell you something? I'm going to tell you something real quick here. Uh, there are days, uh, and I remember when Rush Limbo would talk about this, and, and I was in my you know, 20s and then my 30s uh, writing for Rush and into my 40s, and, and I would hear him say things like, I can't wait to get older. And I was like, You are nuts, man. You are crazy. And then I realized what he was talking about because things really started to, I really started to realize the value of uh, years on the planet life experience uh, in my, in my fifties. All right. I've been in my fifties for seven years and I think intellectually I'm at my peak. I, I don't think I would have been able to do this show in my thirties. And one of the reasons is, uh, you, you get to a point where your skin is toughened up. You, you, uh, you don't, uh, you don't, uh, uh, deal with criticism like you used to, you, you just don't really care and then also there's this thing called life experience that gives you a perspective on things and allows you to look at it like for all the nonsense going on in the country right now I-, I would think that somebody in their 20s wouldn't recognize a lot of people i should say wouldn't recognize the nonsense and might even play along with it but then when you get a little bit older you realize oh, you know what maybe a 14 year old shouldn't take uh, uh hormones to prevent their puberty you see what i'm saying so as far as Nikki haley being pastor prime age-wise Uh, No, no, but unfortunately, she is still a rhino. Coming up, Chrissy Clark, reporter for the Daily Caller, to talk about the day's events. She's on the other side of this. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Are you looking to protect your money from Biden's America? Yeah, me too. Well, right now, you can get up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last just by taking action in today's uncertain times. That's exactly why I have partnered with a great company, Gold Co., so you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. GoldCo is a six-time, 5,000-winner, 2022 company of the year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last if you call them today. Qualified callers get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Don't pass this up. Not while companies are laying off workers by tens of thousands and Chinese spy balloons are drifting over our country consequence-free. Protect yourself from Biden's America and see if you're eligible for up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Here's the number, 855-735-3740. That's 855-735-3740 for Gold Co.
1: To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: It is the Rob Carson Show, and we have much on the plate. We have special guest Chrissy Clark. She's a reporter for The Daily Caller, Newsmax contributor, uh, works on the education desk, among other things, and she joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Hello there, Chrissy. Welcome to the show.
5: Hey, thanks for having me.
2: Um, well, since you are the uh, education, or uh, you work the education report with regard to the Daily Caller, there's a lot of stuff going on in America's schools, uh, particularly uh, CRT and transgender uh, nonsense. Um, do you uh, do you suppose we're beginning to make some headway with regard to uh, both of those things, with uh, parents getting more involved? Uh, I know we have a long way to go, but what's the what's the vibe that you are getting with regard to uh, some of these things being uh, exposed, particularly like Ronda? DeSantis uh, changing the curricula to move away from uh, the sexualization of children and, uh, and uh, 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 black um, liberation theology. What are, what are your thoughts on that?
5: Yeah, I think that you're seeing a lot of success in red states right now. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has really led the way, um, helped mobilize uh, parental rights and education bills uh, in other red states. The problem is, is that what we're seeing is blue states doubling down on their efforts to do this. So in response to Governor Ron DeSantis saying that he was going to get rid of critical race theory and um, inaccurate history in history classes, we now have uh, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy doubling down on his efforts to push these critical race theory ideologies on students there. So unfortunately, it does have a little bit of a backlash because it is a naturally political topic, but... If you are in a free red state, then your, edu- your child's education will likely be in a much better place than it was two or three years ago, especially during 2020.
2: Absolutely. Um, I, I was looking at uh, your uh, page on the Daily Caller, and one of the uh, – I'm, I'm a comedy writer. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously political punditry and a talk show host as well. But Chelsea Handler uh, did a, a piece on Comedy Central. Uh, she was uh, guest hosting Comedy Central's Daily Show, which is now hostless and audienceless. less uh, and, and I've seen some reaction to her, uh, her video where she talks about how glorious it is to be uh, a woman of her age and not have children. Uh, you had uh, commented about that. I think the headline is Chelsea Handler lives a sad life. Um, I, I think some, of, some concern has gone a little overboard on this, uh, like Jesse Kelly uh, taking a cheap shot at her, saying that her uterus has tumbleweeds in it. I thought that was a little bit much. You don't have to attack a woman that way. But what are your thoughts on, uh, on uh, Chelsea Handler and her, uh, her take on being uh, uh, childless approaching 50 years old?
5: Well, first off, she probably wouldn't have gotten mocked if she was actually doing her job, which is being funny. The video was not funny, and that was the biggest problem. Um, And the second part of it that I was like, what the heck is going on here, is not a single part of the video included a real thing that she did without a child. Like, it it had nothing to do with it. (laughs) And I think it all stems back from in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, moms used to make it out to be like, motherhood is the best thing in the world, there's nothing bad about motherhood. And so then we got into this pendulum swinging the opposite way of toxic mommy culture, where moms were like, we have to warn our children how terrible it is to be a mother and trying to be a little bit more realistic. And it swung way too far to where we got the point where it's it's terrible to be a mom. It's so difficult to be a mom. And there was no realistic in between of it's the biggest blessing while simultaneously saying it's not the easiest thing in the world. And I think that toxic mommy culture uh, that is what pushes Chelsea Handler to feel like she's winning because toxic mommy culture says that children are just an awful mess and it's a lie. And so she thinks that she's winning in this, genuinely. Um, so I think part, part of that blame goes on Chelsea Handler for being, um, not funny, but also part of the toxic mommy culture that says that children are awful and terrible and they're a, you know, hinder to your life.
2: Well, the one thing that, that kind of bothered me, I guess, was that, uh, you know, she's approaching 50 years old. And, and no big deal. I'm I'm in my 50s as well. Uh, and she starts off her day by eating an edible, which is, uh, you know, a THC edible, which is pot baked in a cookie. And I'm like, if that's your uh, day, if that's how you start your day, is you eat a pot edible and go back to bed until noon, uh, may, maybe you need to get some help. <laughs>
5: There's no way that woman ate an entire edible cookie and then woke up a few hours later and isn't totally
2: stoned. Lies, she's tell <laughs> It is. It, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, to me, yeah, I, it was okay. I didn't think it was that funny. It, clearly, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it, yes, I get the toxic mommy culture thing, but it was also to make her life look better than it really was in a very grand fashion. So I, I guess, uh, you know, uh, it, like I said, as far as yeah. Jesse Kelly, Jesse Kelly, I thought Jesse Kelly was a little over the top. There's a little bit too much, but, but I yeah, I, I think uh, also you can't discount the glory of of being a, a parent and and uh, and and uh, and being a mom, uh, which has been discounted. What did you think, by the way? You know, uh, it, it, nobody really paid any attention to the fact that uh, Rihanna is pregnant, and when she did the mm-hmm. Super Bowl performance, you know, don't you think that instead of like rubbing her crotch and uh, what happened right after that, don't you suppose? it might have been a little more empowering to realize that she already had created a baby and she had another baby in her and how incredibly empowering would it have been for a woman at the halftime show to, instead of just being this, this sex object actually be kind of a, a mother figure and glorify the fact that she is having a baby.
5: I mean, I wasn't really shocked in all honesty to see that Rihanna wasn't pushing some pro-life agenda. She's definitely to the left of, um, you know, Rihanna was supposed to perform the Super Bowl halftime show in 2019, and said she stood in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. So I wasn't out there expecting a pro life message, but I have a hot take on it. You know, we were at a Super Bowl party, and uh, there was all of us sitting there. We had those uh, w- those worksheets, basically, like a... Uh, would like wear the- what the first song. She- yeah, we were doing all oh, these like, oh. Super Bowl guesses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. one of the questions was, Is Rihanna going to show cleavage. Every single one of us said yes. And when Rihanna came out in, you know, a whole suit not showing an ounce of her body or her flesh, everybody in the room was like, oh, dang it. We were all guessing <laughs> about it. But for real, like, I, I think we've actually taken that part of it and, and not addressed it. That is awesome that she is a mother, that she clothes herself appropriately. When on the Super Bowl stage, time and time again, we've seen – Lots of booty and boobs, and we've seen things we did not need to see. And relative to other Super Bowl performances, it was somewhat tame, and so I'm I'm, I'm okay with it. um,
2: uh, Something else that happened in the last couple of weeks, uh, I like to say that three weeks ago or four weeks ago, DeMar Hamlin's heart stopped on the field, and so did America's. And I think this kind of began this, uh, I don't know, it, there's something going on that is kind of the antithesis of all of the nonsense that we're seeing of all the transgender nonsense, sexualization of children, the open border, the deaths of uh, people, uh, you know, from fentanyl and all of this. And uh, and, and when uh, he showed up at the Super Bowl and and then also, uh, you know, we saw that uh, like the coach for uh, the Eagles um weeping during the national anthem, do you suppose that maybe uh when you consider that 71% of all of us think the country's going in the wrong direction that maybe we're beginning to uh to really fight back and and maybe we're beginning to see uh a a return to spirituality and to the things that made us great what do you what do you think i am seeing hints of that i'm feeling it what do you think yeah
5: I definitely i do feel that as, that way as well so it's like an overall feeling you can't really describe it or give one meaning to it or one uh, you know point in time to it. But it does kind of feel like we're going in the right direction. And I, I'm here for it. Uh, I will say that for the headlines that stood out to me or a tweet conversation that was going on, some crazy leftist was like, oh, my gosh, the conservatives must be so mad that the two, the two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl are both black. Yeah. And someone responded and was like, uh, you must, might be really upset that both of them are very open about their religion. Like, they're very Christian. Yeah. And it was it was really funny because obviously conservatives don't care that the two quarterbacks of the Super Bowl are black. And we would hope that open minded liberals wouldn't care that both of them are Christian and active in their Christian faith. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that there's no one-side picture to everything. Uh, everything about the Super Bowl kind of showed uh, more nuance than most Super Bowls do in terms of politics. And I, I was here for it. It was a good feeling.
2: We're talking to uh, Chrissy Clark. She is a uh, writer for the uh, Daily Caller, and um, you, would you consider yourself to be a millennial or a Gen Z? I'm
5: right at the beginning of Gen Z. I'm 97. So okay,
2: 97. My son was born in 99, and uh, okay. my daughter my daughter was born in 2005. And uh, mm-hmm. oddly enough, like my my daughter doesn't curse. Uh, And I'm not a big churchgoer, don't get me wrong, uh, but she doesn't curse, she doesn't drink, she's never had a drink really in her life, she's had a taste, she doesn't smoke weed, she doesn't have sex. Do you suppose that with regard to Gen Z that, that things are beginning to change? And, and do you suppose maybe that what they've been subjected to, particularly the last couple of years with regard to COVID, COVID restrictions and things like that? I mean, listen, there's a lot of trouble in Gen Z with uh, anxiety and depression and all that. But do you suppose maybe Gen Z, like my daughter, they don't do keggers. They don't go to K keg- When I was in high school, everybody on a Saturday night, you went to a kegger at your friend's house when your friend was gone. Do you think that maybe that that Gen Z is the turning point to say, you know what, things have gotten a little crazy, uh, and that there are a substantial number of your generation who kind of want to turn things around? What do you think?
5: No, I got to be honest. Ah. With you. First off, I lived my okay. life nothing like that. I went to Michigan State University and. Uh, I had my fair share of fun times there. Uh, I will say that I I genuinely don't think that it comes from um, a desire to be religious or a desire to be an upheld citizen. It comes from a from fear, and I don't think we want that. Um, It comes from social isolation that's come from the pandemic and our phones. Um, And so while I think that the outcomes might be desirable on paper, it's what leads children to be so anxious. Um, You know, we see these plummeting numbers of sex uh, among kids, And while, of course, we don't want unplanned pregnancies and we don't want kids, um, you know, just throwing themselves around needlessly. uh, It's concerning that we have those low numbers and that uh, children aren't involved in it. And, you know, you talk to anybody that's been involved in um, murder cases, such as the one we saw at University of Idaho. That comes a lot from the incel community, which is involuntary celibacy. Uh, It leads people to be social isolation, leads people to be anxious and sad and depressed. And leads them to radical ideologies and so while they look like good things and i'm sure your daughter is a far exception from the people i'm talking about i think generally in gen z it's really not that great um you know okay. one of the things that always boggles my mind about gen z is that they don't want to get their driver's license yes and i saw that further indicates that is they they're just afraid to get behind the wheel they're afraid to have independence and while it might be great when they're 16 or 17 years old when they're 25 years old and still living in your basement, that's yeah. not going
2: to be good. I understand. I understand. Let me uh, move on to other things. Um, uh, Nikki Haley has announced her candidacy for the presidency. I, I don't believe that she has a chance, to be quite honest. Uh, I, she, to me, seems like a uh, uh, the antithesis of Donald Trump. Donald Trump changed the party. Uh, and if you're just going to do the same old party lines, you're going to go this, you're going to vote this, you're going to be the you know anti this and anti that, I think what the American people want is Washington DC to be turned upside down Uh, they want uh, they're tired of the nonsense Uh, what do you think about uh, about uh, Nikki Haley and her candidacy
5: I used to love Nikki Haley it's not that I don't not like her anymore but I get what you're saying that you feel like the base of the party has gone away Um, I will say I've noticed a radical shift in some of the staunch Trump supporters at least in my life or the people I talk to Um, that are a little bit more open-minded. I don't think the base is at the same place it was in 2016. So when people try to analyze the 2024 race from a 2016 lens, to me that's just silly. We saw that didn't pan out in 2022, so why is it going to pan out two years later? Um, I definitely don't think she's out of the race by any stretch of the means. She was told she's out of pretty much every race, and she's uh, she's powered through. She's not my top choice, don't get me wrong, and I think she's going to struggle a lot with, um, especially if, And when Ron DeSantis gets into the the fray of all of this, she's going to struggle when she's got to prove to the Republican base that she won't back down, that she's not going to find some compromised middle ground, that on cultural issues she will stick up. Uh, And if she can do that, I don't see why she couldn't be successful in this field. But I I definitely feel the vibe right now that everyone is feeling like, oh, you know, the the left likes her and she's one of those candidates where people are saying – Oh, you know, if that was the kind of Republican that people would nominate, I'd like them and then they just go after her as soon as she gets nominated. Yeah. I get that right now. But I yeah. think it's way too early to analyze it like that. I think it's way too early to say that she's gonna peel back some of the Trump supporters. There are a handful of people, but I know my own mother was a I will only vote for Trump. Yeah. And I asked her in twenty twenty four, are you gonna vote for Trump? And she said no way. So really? do vote for Nikki Haley. Yes, I'm telling you there are people that are going away that are like ardent trump supporters have it in their mind that he's just unelectable they love the guy they love everything he did but he's just not electable anymore and also their chief complaint about joe biden is this man is way too old and how are you going to fight that when you have donald trump being really old uh well i definitely feel that i'm not saying it's it's you know the entire base but it's just a trend i've noticed and i think it's important to keep in our
2: analysis all right, listen, I appreciate you joining me today, and I, I appreciate your perspective not only as a woman but also as a member of Gen Z. Love to have you on again. Where can people find you, Chrissy Clark, on uh, social media, by the way?
5: Of course. You can always follow me. Follow our YouTube page. It is The Reaction with Chrissy Clark. Uh, any Anytime you follow me there, you will find all my other social medias. All
2: right, I'll get that information from you. Our, uh, our phone was cracking up here. I'll put you on hold here real quick get with my producer because the last part of the phone call was a little bit uh, messed up. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
1: Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: Good to hear some perspective from Chrissy Clark with regard to uh, Nikki Haley and Donald Trump and all of that. Uh, Here's the thing. um, If uh, Nikki Haley does not develop Trumpy and instincts with regard to the direction of the country, she won't be the candidate. I'm just going to tell you, the only person that could beat Donald Trump is somebody who rules like Trump. Uh, And I just have a feeling that Trump will be the candidate and people will uh, go behind uh, Donald Trump. I will tell you, if Nikki Haley is a candidate, Trump Trump supporters may just say, you know what, I'm not going to do it. I I wish that weren't the case. But I'll tell you, unless there is a candidate who legitimately wants to change the culture of Washington, D.C. politically, and wants to turn around what is happening in the country. And Donald Trump was not a hawk on spending. He should have been, but he was a hawk on defense on the border. Unless a candidate says that, they aren't going to be the candidate. Let's go to Mike in Nottingham, Maryland. Mike, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Welcome, my friend. What's going on?
7: Hi, Rob. Thanks for taking my phone call. Yeah, but- Rob, I'm 100% behind uh, President Trump. I believe he will win the Republican nomination, and I have a dinner bet that he'll Uh, receive a minimum of 85 million votes nationwide and win the Electoral College. The only thing that could keep me from voting for Trump is if he picks someone who, a running mate, who's not uh, pro-life like Kelsey uh, uh, Gabbard.
2: Well, he's Uh, not going to do that. I don't think he's going to do that. No, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna do that. Um, I kind of wonder if some of these, uh, and I had ruminated earlier this week that the people who are declaring their candidacy, and right now there's only been one, Nikki Haley, if they're running for uh, vice president or if they're running for 2028. Uh-huh. And I've received some feedback on that, that, yeah, you know, you're getting your name out there. You're not going to waste a lot, of, a lot of money on a campaign right now. I mean, things are obviously going to change as we go forward. But I don't believe, Mike, and, you know, I think people who believed in Donald Trump, say, for instance, uh, before the midterms when 25,000 people showed up to see Donald Trump in Pennsylvania, all of the stuff that happened since then, like the rate of Mar-a-Lago, all of that has not shaken their support for Donald Trump. If anything, it's made it a lot stronger. Yeah there are some my, people
7: it's made me a lot stronger for him. Yeah uh, and there, so, the,
2: there are so, some people
7: who are just got there are forget some people who, 85 million man. minimum nationwide
2: all right, I'll remember that, Mike. Mike from Nottingham says $85 million. Uh, it may have been that way the last time in 2020, but, you know, of course, you can't say anything about the election because it's disinformation and misinformation, and you can't have a, uh, an opinion on it, by the way. You can't have an opinion on it. Uh, like I said, you know, there are a lot of things that are happening uh, that are going to change everything. Right now there are hearings going on in Congress with regard to uh, the, uh, the FBI and the deep state and the DHS, and we're discovering more and more and more And it is uh, bringing light to how we've been led, what we've been led to believe and what we've been lied about. So all of this stuff is in the air. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I just don't think that Rhino candidates like Nikki Haley have a chance. We'll see what happens. I may be proven wrong. All right, we're going to, we're going to talk about other stuff. I'm going to move to other stuff. There's something really amazing happening in a small campus in, the, uh, in Kentucky, and it is a revival. Uh, it is a faith revival, and uh, it's remarkable. I'm going to have the details on that coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show.
0: Ah, uh, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on.
1: now you'll hear it here it's the rob carson show uh
2: it is the rob carson show last hour of the show and apparently the biden administration did not find it important enough to uh to send pete boot edge to east palestine ohio uh yesterday we heard reports right at the end of the show joe biden was gonna get on air force one he's gonna fly out to east palestine ohio with uh, pete boot edge uh, realizing, of course, this train derailment took place 13 days ago, about uh, two weeks ago. The mushroom cloud happened a few days ago. And uh, instead, they sent a representative. Last night, there was a big meeting in uh, East Palestine in the school gymnasium. And uh, they were screaming, where is Pete Edge?" Well, Pete Edge apparently decided not to uh, show up. And EPA officials are telling the people of East Palestine, apparently, that the water's okay. So, if I were the people of east palestine i 'd be a little bit uh, worried about it uh, I, I feel like I feel like a great injustice is being done right now. I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but I feel like a uh, a very uh, real injustice is being done to the people of East Palestine. And I'm hoping that the powers that be will, uh, will help the people out. Uh, they haven't been given truckloads of water. They haven't been given temporary shelter. They weren't uh, offered hotel rooms like they do homeless people in New York and, and, uh, and people who come from uh, across the border illegally in cities around the country. There's no sanctuary for the people of East Palestine. They're just told to go home. Go home to their mobile homes. Go home to their, uh, to their whatever life that they have in East Palestine. There aren't a lot of millionaires in living in East Palestine, Ohio. In fact, I'd venture to say there are none. I venture to say there are none. So we'll see uh, what happens as this uh, progresses. I've been I've been uh, wanting to share this with you because um, there are days you know I come in and I do the radio show and and things can be a little overwhelming and you look at uh, like the midterms the midterms were not what they expected to be i i believe i know what happened in the midterms and and it doesn't have anything to do with the american people all they well part of it had to do with some people just thinking abortion is uh, what it's all about Uh, you know, but it it really isn't. I think that the the Democrat Party has advantages in uh, battleground states with regard to vote harvesting and whatnot. People are still, I still believe the country is uh, center-right. I still believe that, uh, well, that's voted out by 70% of us or so, saying the country is going in the wrong direction. And so when I see uh, little uh, glimpses of our humanity and our uh, common purpose, uh, I'm going to share them with you. A couple weeks ago when DeMar Hamlin's uh, heart stopped, uh, America's heart stopped, and we all, uh, we all prayed. We all did, and he was hauled off of that field, and nobody knew what was going to happen. But like so many things, uh, it, it brought us together, and lo and behold, he showed up at the Super Bowl, and he was uh, and he and he thanked God for what has happened, and he did a speech afterwards. and and it was pretty uh, pretty remarkable. And, uh, and there's this story that i I've been seeing it and it's pretty remarkable. And listen, I'm not a big um I'm not a big church goer. Uh, I have gone to church uh, my entire life uh, when I was a kid. My mom made sure that I sat in the front pew at St. Pat's Catholic Church in Neola, Iowa. We were there an hour early. It was very important. I went through catechism. I went through one year of Catholic school. Uh, I've uh, gone to a, a multiple of churches and been involved in a bunch of churches. Um, and, and my, uh, my uh, Christianity and my belief in God is, uh, is very profound. And, uh, this story out of, uh, Asbury University. In Kentucky is pretty interesting, and I'm reading from a, a professor at Asbury, um, because what happened was I guess a couple weeks ago, some students got together for their uh, normal uh, prayer service. They do church services I guess three times a week. The students get together three times a week, and they said uh, most Wednesday mornings at Asbury University are like any other. A few minutes before 10 o'clock, students begin to gather in the Hughes Auditorium for the chapel. All right, uh, I had to do this when i was in catholic school except we did it every day we went to church every day students are required to attend a certain number of chapels each semester so they tend to show up uh, a matter as a matter of routine and this is kind of where it gets interesting this past Wednesday I guess which was a week ago uh, not this Wednesday but the one before was different after the benediction the gospel choir began to sing a final chorus and then something began to happen that defies easy description students didn't leave they were struck by what seemed to be a quiet but powerful sense of transcendence and they did not want to go they stayed and continued to worship they are still there and this is one of those things that uh, you really can't quantify. You can't say what's driving it. To me, it's there's a need. There's a need for it. This isn't just about Christianity. This is about faith. This is about believing in something that's bigger than you and doing something when humanity needs it the most. Right now, I think, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, I said we are in an existential battle Between good and evil. Uh, When you look at, uh, there are hospitals in our country, there are schools in our country where kids are being, uh, uh, having their genders changed. Um, and for a while, we just kind of said, okay, well, you know, it's really not that big a deal. One or two kids, blah, blah, blah. And then we were told we couldn't say anything about it. We couldn't say that maybe your eight-year-old is going through a phase. Instead, we, we were told to enable that 18-year-old in their fantasy and, uh, and help them to become the opposite gender. All right? Now, um, that's insane, and it's really insane when you consider that so many counselors have gone with it. It's really insane when you consider how many principals have gone along with it. And it's really, really insane to know that intricate endocrinologists, pediatricians, and surgeons have gone along with it and have literally removed healthy tissue with the fallacy that you can actually change genders. Now, I'm not meaning to rip on anybody who, as an adult, decided that they needed to become a different gender. That's fine. If that's you, then that's you. You know, I I would have no problem having a transgender friend. Doesn't matter to me. I've got lots of uh, gay friends. I don't don't really care. But when you start messing with kids, then, uh, you know, there are a couple things I would fight and die for. My country and my children. 100% my country and my children. And I would venture to say other people's children as well because uh, there's a line that can never be crossed that line is being stomped on in many ways back to the story at asbury university Uh, The kids were apparently still uh, worshiping when this professor left in the late afternoon last Wednesday. And when I came back, I'm reading in the first person now, this person. When I came back in the evening, they were still worshiping when I arrived early Thursday morning. And by mid-morning, hundreds were filling the auditorium again. I've seen uh, multiple students running toward the chapel each day. But listen to this. This is where it gets pretty interesting. Thursday evening, there was standing room only. Students had begun to arrive from other universities. The University of Kentucky, the University of Cumberland, Purdue University, Indiana Wesleyan University, Ohio Christian University, Transylvania University. I'm not going to go there. Stop it right now. Midway University, Lee University, Georgetown College, Mount Vernon Nazarene University, and many others had started to come. And this is still going. And I've seen some of the footage from it, and it's not—it's not, uh, it's not uh, holy rollers. It's not people, uh, you know, uh, dancing around. It's—it's it's nothing like that. It's just people who are coming together and reflectively uh, worshiping together. And I think it's—I uh, think it's pretty amazing. And I don't think this is just about Christianity. I think this is about—I uh, think this is about God. Uh, we know that Jesus is the Son of God, but this is about God. I want to play without to sound like I, I'm proselytizing here. This is uh, Allison per freighter and she is an Asbury University uh, student she also has helped uh, to organize the uh, prayer uh, rallies at the University and and this whole thing has been organic it hasn't come from anything but here she is describing what is going on there
8: right what is this that's what we can- <laughs> I mean, that's the question, right? And um, a, a theme or a Bible verse that we've all been sharing with each other is Habakkuk 1. And the Lord says, look at the nations and watch for I'm doing something in your day that you wouldn't believe if you were told. And it's happening and we can hardly believe it. <laughs> so here at Asbury University, three mornings a week, we have chapel at 10 a.m. sharp. The whole student body gets together and we, we sing praise to the Lord and we hear a message from a speaker. and for seemingly no reason at first on on Wednesday February 8th it didn't end and that's that's kind of the logistical side of what's been going on and then you know on the on the deeper side of things what's been happening here since Wednesday is there's a there's a young army of believers who are rising to claim Christianity the faith as their own as a young generation and as a and
2: generation Z needs it
8: generation and that's why people can't get enough we don't know most of them um we've obviously been getting calls hundreds of calls to the university switchboard number um but we have friends here from brazil from indonesia um almost every state um and and they just keep coming and and it's no wonder you know and it's like you said i mean especially in the midst of tragedies like what we've seen in michigan state university and and even farther back to 2020 especially our generation was impacted so much and so you have to wonder, you know, what's going to break. And in this case, the Holy, the Holy Spirit has interceded for us here at Asbury and, and uh, across the nation.
2: There's a uh, Michigan State representative, Rajiv Puri, and he's a Democrat. And he was talking about uh, Michigan State University and uh, the shootings that happened here. And he declared in a statement, uh, bleep your thoughts and prayers before going on to offer deepest consolences to the uh, school's community. To me, when you say bleep your thoughts and prayers, Uh, you've crossed a line because I don't believe there is anything wrong with thoughts and prayers and I think if you look at uh, Demar Hamlin uh, prayers probably has a pretty uh, pretty uh, big plays a big part in uh, in uh, Demar Hamlin's recovery Uh, I'll mention something my mother-in-law had breast cancer stage 3 breast cancer in 1996 and I believe that thoughts and prayers uh were as powerful as chemotherapy and radiation for her. And she beat it. She was not supposed to survive it. Right now she's battling lung cancer. And uh and she was given a very short prognosis. And uh and, and she says that she is feeling great. Uh and her doctors are perplexed by it. Now we don't know how much time we have but uh, but we're praying for her. Uh, I want to go back to this, uh, this professor from Asbury University. And, and if you want to chime in as well, 800 uh, 922 He says some people are calling this a revival. He says, I know that in recent years that term has become associated with political activism and Christian nationalism. But let me be the first to say no one at Asbury has that agenda. He says, as an analytic theologian, which I kind of lean to because I'm more of a Jesuit, I am uh, wary of hype and very wary of manipulation. I come from a background where I've seen efforts to manufacture revivals and movements of the spirit that were sometimes not only hollow but also harmful. I don't want anything to do with that. And truth be told, there is nothing like that. There is no pressure or hype. There is no manipulation. There is no high-pitched emotional fervor. To the contrary, it has so far been mostly calm and serene. The mix of hope, and joy, and peace is indescribably strong and indeed almost palpable. A vivid and incredibly powerful sense of shalom. That's a Jewish term. <gasps> Stop. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is undeniably powerful and also gentle. Again, I'm not trying to uh, proselytize. I'm not trying to Bible bank. You know that I'm not that. But I think there's a need, and maybe this is a way we're kind of coming together. There's a need. I mean, you look at all the madness that's going on. Uh, 70% of the American people say the country is going in the wrong direction. You saw what happened with DeMar Hamlin. You're now seeing this. This is organic. And, and as far as I'm concerned, let it grow, man. Let it grow and spread across the country because we need it. All right. Let's move on to other stuff. I've got a ton, including uh, what's going on in Chicago, including uh, uh, Clarence Thomas being called, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, research uh, Researchers in Canada and the United States say they want to get rid of male and female altogether. We'll get to all of that nonsense. This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson show. Don't worry.
2: Joe Biden has said that he directed the uh, the shot to take down the uh, the Chinese spy balloon, I guess. And he also said, "I'm waiting on audio from it." He just did the appearance where he, uh, you know, read a statement. Uh, We don't know yet what these uh, objects were, the three objects that they shot down uh, over uh, the Yukon, Alaska, and Lake Huron. So uh, we really don't know what to believe, to be quite honest, as far as the president. We know that CBS uh, yesterday reported that the United States tracked the spy balloon from China uh, as it lurched northward across Alaska, where it should have been shot down. Then it went down into the United States and took lots and lots of surveillance, presumably not only photographic but also electronic surveillance of some very, very important uh, military sites in the country before it left our uh, airspace and they shot it down over the ocean. Now, realize, of course, when Joe Biden says that uh, it was not safe to shoot it down over Montana, that if that were a uh, a bomber or a spy plane, they would have done so. If that were a fighter jet, uh, they would have done so. So um, I really don't honestly know what to say with regard to Joe Biden, with regard to this. But uh, all I could say really is I wouldn't trust him. I just, I wouldn't trust him. We're in a very, we're in a kind of a precarious situation when, we really can't trust uh, the president of the United States. And honestly, um, yesterday, literally, they said that the objects that they shot down were benign. Okay, Yesterday, Corinne Jean-Pierre said that the objects that they shot down, that military jets went to shoot down, were benign. So I don't know how they can determine if they're benign. First of all, Uh, the only way they'd really be able to determine if they were benign is if they were recovered. And the only reason to shoot them down would be that they weren't, in fact, benign. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's kind of contradictory to say that something was benign yesterday after they had spotted them and shot them down, okay? But if they were benign, how could they figure it out? How could they? And then today, he says we don't know what they were. He, he says that we don't know. What, honestly, it's either abject incompetence, or we have foreign actors and our enemies at work in our country. And I would kind of lean towards the latter. I really hate to say that, but I would. I would kind of lean toward the latter. And uh, I don't trust the president. Uh, when you consider how much money he's gotten from uh, from China from uh, the Chinese Communist Party from his son uh, flying with him in 2013, uh, leaving uh, secret Service uh, protection coming back to the states uh, with uh, in control of a 1.5 billion dollar hedge fund, five million dollar no payback loan from Chinese communist officials to uh, or or business owners but by the way there are no business owners who aren't Chinese uh, aren't affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party. You have to be, or you just disappear, or you uh, you don't succeed. So uh, uh, it's clear that this first family, I believe, has been compromised. How badly? Who the hell knows? Uh, who knows? But um, it's it's uh, scary. Oh, by the way, the folks over at Glad uh, didn't think that the Super Bowl was gay enough. Wasn't gay enough. The organization has blasted this year 's lineup of commercials for their minimal LGBTQ representations, saying brands need to be uh, to do more to put LGBTQ people and issues in the mainstream Why do we need issues in a commercial? Why do we need issues in a commercial? Uh, glad said and honestly, very sad people for uh, for being uh, the, uh, using the acronym glad they don 't seem very happy. Uh, It's unfortunate that LGBT inclusive advertising was not more prevalent during the Super Bowl this year. Well, wouldn't you kind of want, like, LGBTQ people to be so much a part of the mainstream in America that you wouldn't want, like, just gay commercials? Right? I mean, like, anybody in the ad could be gay. It's perfectly fine. Does it have to be somebody who's, like, whatever? A stereotypical gay person? honestly though we saw a similar quantity of representation in 2022 there was a clear lack of intersectional representation that's uh faculty lounge gobbledygook by the way at a time when lgbtq rights are being put in jeopardy really how's that not one little bit uh we call on brands to leverage the audience reach a cultural impact of an event like the super bowl to bring lgbtq people and issues into the mainstream conversation how about just watch the commercials how about that Maybe uh, look at the car or the pizza or the beer and don't think about how gay the commercials are. Seriously. All right, let's take a break and come back. Last hour of the Rob Carson Show, I've got plenty. It's coming up next. Don't go anywhere.
1: Dissent is not disinformation. It's the Rob Carson Show
2: get a chance to check out the podcast of the show all you need to do is go to newsmax.com slash listen we do uh the show every day we divide it my producer ken decker who's awesome he uh, divides the show into two and he tightens it up and he puts it on uh, all the digital platforms if you want a complete list of them uh just go to newsmax.com slash listen by the way people are having a major impact with regard to uh, newsmax getting back on direct tv uh, we heard Ted Cruz say last night that uh, Congress had gotten a letter from direct TV uh, i don 't know exactly what is in that, but apparently you uh, you 've had a big uh, impact uh, in fact t TV, their stock value has dropped ten billion dollars in the last uh, couple of weeks since they dropped newsmax from direct tv and and I think a lot of this has to do with um, conservative thought has been under attack for 30 years I like to call it conservative apartheid and most recently we've seen it's been state-sponsored uh, we we know that uh, the the deep state has been feeding big social media and the mainstream media has been carrying the water of those who'd shut down uh, stories like uh, the hunter Biden laptop which impacted the 2020 election uh, that and some other stuff uh, you know that impacted the 2020 election. We know that the FBI was involved in creating the uh, Russia collusion hoax. It was a hoax. And uh, and people are uh, turned off by media. Just saw a report today. Fifty percent of the American population doesn't believe that the media, they, they believe the media is only there to uh, essentially propagandize people. And so uh, when, when it comes to narrowing down uh, your choice, people get mad about it. You know, we've been, we've been confronted on uh, big social media, haven't been able to talk about the, the vaccine, haven't been able to talk about schools being shut down, the enormous damage that this COVID lockdown nonsense had on the country. Some of the best physicians in the world were shut down on big social media and ignored by the mainstream media or called quacks because they didn't believe with the government lying about COVID. Now we're finding out it looked like it was all true. And one of the big lines that the mainstream media and big social media has carried is that, uh, uh, well, they they will not say where the Chinese, I said it, where the virus came from. Think about how absurd that is. The the virus was developed in China. It was released in Wuhan. Anybody with a lick of common sense knows it came from a lab where they were doing uh, research on viruses just like this. And we were paying for it. So people aren't looking for necessarily just conservative. They're looking for an alternative to the BS, to those who would say that if you disagree with the government, somehow you're pushing disinformation and misinformation that's what they did with Directv. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and a couple Democrats got in touch with Directv and said uh, basically well you know OAN and Newsmax and uh, Fox they all uh, they all disseminate uh, disinformation and misinformation and Direct TV got rid of OAN last year well then they decided to go after Newsmax thinking they'd be easy to pick off not so much 10 billion dollars in stock value later Direct TV is actually having a dialogue with Newsmax, and I think it's great. I think it's great. So if you call 877-NEWSMAX, and maybe you want to call Direct TV, we'll direct you there with that number, 877-NEWSMAX, and you, you just talk to Direct TV, whoever's on the phone, say, hey, we'd like Newsmax to come back on. Am I saying to cancel it? No, you know, do what you want to do, but, but call and, uh, and make your voice heard, because this means a lot. CNN has its lowest ratings in nine years, all right? And that's pretty bad when you're on every airport in the world and your ratings are so bad, <laughs> you know? And, and so what they're trying to do is force, like they've done with social media, uh, the deep state, the Democrat Party, uh, a lot of Republicans have done their level best to steer the conversation on social media by declaring some thoughts misinformation or disinformation, What's the next step? Get rid- getting rid of media. I mentioned yesterday there's this global disinformation index it's an organization out of Great Britain that Microsoft is very invested in and what they do is they work with groups like Xander which uh, basically get in touch with advertisers and say don't advertise on certain platforms because they uh, they uh, tend to be risky when it comes to disinformation or misinformation and that's all a lot of people need to hear even though disinformation and misinformation is a, uh, a false concept, it is only what the government decides is not their truth, all right? It's basically a way for the government to uh, codify the fact that you can't have an opinion on things, Okay. So uh, it is having an impact 877 Newsmax. It's kind of funny uh, yesterday Sarah Silverman, dear lord, was uh, guest hosting on uh, Comedy Central, the uh, Daily Show, which currently has no host and no ratings, and Newsmax actually got on the on her radar. That's a big deal. Let's
3: move on. Are you guys familiar with the TV network Newsmax? Yay, I am.
2: Yay. Oh, what? Oh, you are. It's basically Even more far-right Fox News like if you're why don't they call MSNBC an even more far-left version of CNN why is that crazy
3: uncle had a crazy uncle anyway a reporter from Newsmax was at the White House yesterday and he asked a very Newsmax-y question one of the most
1: prominent themes that we hear from both elected Republicans and and candidates um, has to do with uh,
2: this is James Rosen. He is a legit, uh, absolutely awesome journalist. What is called wokeism. And so we hear so much talk about
1: woke capitalism, a woke military, and so on. And by way of trying to clarify this for the American people, I wonder if we couldn't begin with a threshold question to wit
2: Is President Biden woke? And they right. and, and, and by the way. And they're laughing. The well-fluffed audience is laughing. Everybody is in agreement there. If you've ever been to a show like this, they fluff the audience, all right? Right before they get somebody to come out, they do a comedian, and they really work people into a lather. I know this because I was at the Jimmy Kimmel show like 15 years ago. Uh, They really, really work the crowd, and they get a sycophantic crowd. I'm not saying they didn't do that. Like, I went to the Gutfeld show. Did the same thing, but not necessarily like... I don't know. It was it was a, it was less of just a stoking of the crowd, like I've seen with the left leaning shows. I saw the Wayne Brady show alive at Disney World. I like Wayne Brady. Don't get me wrong, but it was different with uh, with Gutfeld. A producer came out, and then another producer came out, and they did like five minutes of really killer stand up. They didn't instruct you; and need to really work things up and all that. It, it was it was a little bit different, but they that's what they do. So clearly, uh, uh, she had a. Uh, uh, she had a, uh, a you know a, a fluffed audience, I should say. I do think it's pretty impressive that uh, that many people in the audience knew of Newsmax. Um, that wasn't so uh, much the case five years ago, um, and this has even made Newsmax bigger. And I think that's one of the benefits of it. So I'll move on from this, but uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty uh, pretty interesting. Um, And 877 Newsmax, if you'd like to uh, get Newsmax back on DirecTV. We're winning. We're winning. There's a lot of ways we're winning. Uh, Disney Plus has lost 2.8 million subscribers from Woke Nonsense. Uh, Disney World, uh, they had Disney, uh, c- the company had to replace their CEO because they were down with the uh, what they called the don't say gay legislation. Ron DeSantis trying to get sex and sexuality away from kindergartners. Uh, so I think that's, uh, we're, we're slowly but surely. And the, the positive thing is, when it comes to all of this nonsense and all of these things that just frustrate the hell out of you, all you have to do is say no. All you have to do is say no. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. And it's uh and it's working. It is working. I want to mention this because are we are we getting kind of tired of uh crying racism? I remember when I was in uh in music radio in Columbia, Missouri, and I first began to uh, see you know what was going on in academia. Uh, There was a a university there called Stevens College. Stevens College used to be in the 1950s a place where women would go get their MRS degree, which means that they'd go off to college to find a husband. And I'm just saying that's the way it used to be. That's not the right thing to do, but that's the way it used to be. And they really started to develop, you know, become very radical. They, for instance, they they got rid of the word um, man in the word or in woman in the word woman and they that was the first started this 30 years ago they spelled m y n because they didn't want men in women <laughs> in the word women right and so i was like okay well this is uh, this is interesting and then i started hearing people being called racist 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 all the time and and we've heard racism and it's really reads to fever pitch uh with uh, whatever you say if you if you for instance, okay let's look at uh, georgia and the election reform National, the the, the uh, Major League Baseball pulled its All-Star game out of Georgia because they said that election reform, making sure that everybody's vote counts, making sure that you are who you are when you go to vote, was Jim Crow 2.0, and everybody was called racist. And then we found out that more black people voted than ever in Georgia with those safety measures, and by the way, most black people support them, okay? So... I started saying that this cry of racism is going to start falling on deaf ears. And I think to some degree it is. But that doesn't pe- keep people, uh, race baiters like Al Sharpton, from spewing the same old vitriol, even though they do not have the sway that they used to. Uh, we also saw Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter uh, you know, came out of nowhere, raised lots of money, did nothing to help the black condition. And where are they now? Okay. So Tuesday in Georgia, the Georgia State Senate voted 32 to 20 along party lines to create a statue on Capitol grounds dedicated to Justice Clarence Thomas, uh, a uh, native of uh, of uh, Georgia. In lead up to the vote, Senator Emanuel Jones likened Thomas to, uh, well, an old cliche. Whenever you uh, hear, what's the number one thing that uh, black Democrats say about conservative uh uh, uh, black Democrat or Black Republicans. What's the number one? Who, who do they compare them most to? What fictional character? I think you know where I'm going. And of course, he went there.
7: Place a statue of Clarence Thomas on this grounds. We cannot avoid that conversation, so I'm not going to avoid it either. In the black community, we have uh, an expression, and I don't want to use this label. Too deeply here because I'm just trying to tell you. But I'm going to go ahead
2: and do it anyway.
7: What we have in the African-American community, when we talk about a person of color.
2: I wonder what fictional character he's going to compare Clarence Thomas to. Uh, I don't know. Uncle Ben? No, I don't think so.
7: That goes back historically to the days of slavery and that person betraying his own community. I don't, I'm not sure exactly where
2: he's going here.
7: We have a term in the black community.
2: Yes. What is it?
7: That term that we use is called uh, Uncle Tom.
2: It's called an Uncle Tom. Now, uh, here's where he, he shows his abject ignorance, or he's just, playing, uh, he's just playing ignorant.
7: And Uncle Tom is a either fictional or non-fictional character. I don't really know the origin of Uncle Tom.
2: Dear God in heaven, this man is calling Clarence Thomas an Uncle Tom, and he doesn't know that the character comes from Uncle Tom's Cabin
7: but it talks about a person who back during the days of slavery sold his soul to the slave masters.
2: Do you realize what an insult that is to anyone to distill their life's work into a word like that, to take all of Clarence Thomas's uh, accomplishments as a jurist, as a thoughtful jurist and a human being, and distill them into that word? And, and on top to add insult to injury, not even to claim to know where the expression came from. I, I really think that uh, this is beginning to fall on deaf ears. I think uh, I think that we're beginning to see a backlash against nonsense like this, and it looks like the uh, the statue to uh, Clarence Thomas will go up as planned. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show.
1: Joe Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: All right. So last segment of the show, we've got a few things we need to get to. If I get to uh, Chris uh, Cuomo <laughs> saying that things were so bad when he got fired from his anchored job, making like $12 million a year, which you and I could only dream of. He wanted to kill himself and everybody. Yeah, I know, I know. We'll get to that. But first, I, I do want to get to this story because it's so absurd. Gender confusion.
3: What is my gender today? Hey,
2: hey. I think it's time to make fun of absurd things. Gender confusion. Hey, hey. I teach
3: my
8: elementary school students about gender identity. <laughs>
2: So listen, researchers from the United States and Canada suggest that uh, scientists should stop using harmful terminology and adopt more inclusive and precise language, including replacing terms such as male and female with, are you ready for this, sperm-producing and egg-producing. This is according to the New York Post. A group of scientists with the Ec- Ecology and Evolutionary Biology Language Project recently published a paper in the Trends in Ecology and Evolution Journal recommending more inclusive terminology. When is it going to uh, be inclusive enough? That's what I want to know. When is it going to be? What's going to be next, honestly? When is, when is the goal line of inclusivity uh, included? Does that include pedophilia? Because that's kind of what it sounds like it's moving toward, right? Right. How inclusive do we need to be? Maybe there's a line where we ought to say, you know, I think we're going to stick with male and female. I think we're going to stick with X and Y. I think that's what we're going to do. So anyway, uh, apparently these people are saying that we need to be more inclusive in ecology and evolution to combat the ongoing marginalization of many groups. How about, uh, how about no? No. So uh, the group insisted there are 24 harmful terms that should be banned from the scientific community. This is where it uh, curbs into just, just honestly, just stupid, just, just uh, intellectual gobbledygook. And it's not going to make things better. It's only going to make things worse. Uh, here are some of the words that should be gotten rid: Primitive. Primitive. Okay. Invasive. So what, like uh, uh, the murder hornets? Remember the murder hornets? We're going to have murder hornets associated with COVID. We can't call those invasive species, I guess. Are you out of your Um, nut? And uh, they say that those words are used derogatorily towards humans or human practices and also scientific inaccuracies as implied as evolutionary hierarchy. That's that uh, 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 faculty lounge gobbledygook gobbledygook that I talk about. So uh, you should get rid of uh, a male and female and instead uh, use uh, much more cumbersome and idiotic phrases like sperm producing and egg producing. Well, I hate to tell you this. Um, I, I hope that no scientists are going to call me sperm producing. Uh, I want to be called a male or a man uh, because that's the way I am. I don't call myself cisgendered. I don't play it at nonsense. I say that I am a man. The reason why I am a man is because I was born a man. I have uh, all of the uh, uh, the genetic makeup of a male of the species, and that's by the way how we've gotten to this point on the planet. It's called sexual reproduction. It requires a male and a female. It requires a sperm and an egg. If the female says she's a male. Uh, if she has a uterus and ovaries, uh, that genetically says she's a female. You can say she's a male. I don't care whatever, but that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. There you go. There it is. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay, one more thing. This is, uh, this is Chris uh, Cuomo, um, and I, I think the guy needs to get some mental help. Here he is talking about the struggles that he went through after being fired from a multi multimillion-dollar-a-year uh, job at CNN. Except that I had to accept because I was going to kill everybody.
4: Uh, including myself. Things can consume you.
2: Italians are so passionate. And it's about being Italian, I guess. That Italians, when they get really bad, they get fired from their job. They just want to kill themselves and everybody else. And I really had to fight against that because, you know, just like you did, I got too many people counting on me. You got all Goomba there, didn't he? He's like, I just did what you did. You know, I just felt like killing everybody. You know, and killing myself. Um, this is what steroids do. Uh, steroids and stupidity. That combination is very dangerous. All right, let's take a break and come back, wrap things up. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Check out the podcast uh, available at Newsmax.com. And if you get a chance to call uh, and uh, support Newsmax on DirecTV, 877-NEWSMAX. Have a great one. Tomorrow's Friday. Thank God. Don't catch the stupid in the meantime. God bless you guys.